It's All Access with men's basketball head coach Stan Johnson. I'm your host, Jonathan Grace. Each week, Coach Johnson will take lines behind the scenes with the men's basketball program, talk about the new standard and upcoming events with the program. Coach, thanks again for joining us. Glad to be here. Well, before we get started, we just want to thank our sponsor, LMU Athletics. would like to thank University Credit Union for bringing you today's episode of All Access. University Credit Union is a proud supporter of the Lions family. You can visit your local University Credit Union at ucu.org. So first things first, of course, we got to state the obvious. Basketball is back three games in, and you guys started the season off hot with a huge win against Southern Utah, 85-83. Dribble, down the lane, kicks it to Anderson on the baseline. Good! Jalen Anderson at the buzzer, and the Lions win, 85-83. Somewhat of a broken play, but it works just as the Lions would have drawn it up. Jalen Anderson, the freshman, with the winner. And the Lions, how about that? How did it feel to be back, uh, not only in Gersten, but just back on the court playing an opponent that wasn't yourselves? Well, it was, it was great. It was good to be back. You know, not only the fact that we're playing an uh, opponent different from us, but, you know, the way things are in the world right now, any opportunity we have to play a game is is important and it's it shouldn't be taken lightly. You know, you look around the country, there's so many games being canceled and it's really day to day, it's out hour. Um, so the fact that we were able to kick off the season and uh, you know, play a game was was awesome. And you know, the people here at Loyola Marymount, uh, behind the scenes working, um, you know, Ashley Armstrong, who's really leading the charge uh, with all our COVID uh, issues and policies and procedures. She and her staff have done a tremendous job um, in making sure that, you know, all this is possible along with all the other workers here. So really thankful for to them and um, we appreciate it. And it's given us an opportunity to have a season. Yeah, absolutely. I know I can only speak from the broadcasting side of things, but, you know, everyone on campus has done a tremendous job of, of keeping everybody healthy and safe. And, you know, it's, it's because of that that we're able to have a season. So huge thank you to everyone behind the scenes. Now, I want to ask you specifically, how did it feel to start off your head coaching career with a win as a D1 head coach? Well, you know what? It's always good to win. And, um, you know, and winning is really hard. So anytime you get a win at the Division One level, you know, that's an accomplishment. That being said, I, I did not love the way we played. Um, and you got to give Southern Utah a lot of credit. Um, and also, you know, I've got to factor in the fact that that was our first game, no exhibition, no scrimmage. You, you went right into it against a really good team. I think they're a top three team in their league, uh, in my opinion. Um, I didn't love the way we played, especially in the defensive end. And, um, you know, it took a, a big time play for us to win the game, but we, we should not have been in that position. And, uh, there's a lot of things that we did on our end that we could have been better at. Um, but I was, you know, you're, you're always happy with the win and it's not, it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to win and learn from that than lose, but, uh, we'll take it, but we certainly have to get a lot better. Well, speaking of that big-time play, I definitely want to talk about Jalen Anderson a little bit. He was uh, kind of the star of, of that game, you know, mainly due to that huge play at the end, but also he had a good performance throughout the game. Can you just talk us through that final play coming off the stoppage uh, in those final seconds to win the game? Yeah, well, we actually, you know, ran a play for Eli um, where he'd get a screen in the middle of the floor and hopefully we were hoping for a switch. 
uh, with a smaller guy on him and he would, you know, drive him to the post and maybe get a basket and they help. You had Jalen for the kick out, uh, but he literally kicked it out. I mean, kicked it off his foot. You know, the ball bounced off his foot uh, into Jalen's hands. Jalen has a very unique talent, um, whether it's late in the shot clock. In that game, when he came into the game, his first two threes were with the shot clock going down. You know, so he's just got a talent and knack when the, when the clock's going down to be able to make a play. Um, so that's not surprising. And, you know, he's he's got a lot of toughness to him in terms of he's not afraid to fail. He's not afraid of the moment. And, you know, how cool it is for, is it for him, you know, as a freshman in your first college game, you hit a buzzer beater. I mean, that's like, I don't even know if you even dream about something like that. That's pretty cool. You know, so I was happy for him. And uh, it shows what he can be. And uh, he's going to be a heck of a basketball player when it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, an absolutely incredible performance, as you said, for his first collegiate game, uh, first game as a Lion, and what a way to end it. What a way to start the season as well. I mean, I, I don't think anyone could have asked for a, a better, more exciting game. I know I'm sure from, from your guys' perspective, you'd rather it been a blowout, but uh, for a fan and a broadcaster, that was, uh, that was a heck of a game to watch. Well, that's good. It wasn't, it wasn't that incredible for me to watch. <laughs> I'm sure it was, it was nerves the whole way through, but, uh, but LMU came away with it. 12 points and 31 minutes of play. That was some big stuff from, from Jalen Anderson. There have been some, some comparisons between him and Eli Scott. I know they are very different players, but both players who came right out of the gate in their freshman seasons, very hot and very comfortable with the ball. Do you think there's any, any comparisons to be drawn there? Well, I mean, I think they're both really good players that, that really like the game and are really talented, you know. you know. So we, we, we want to get as many of those types of people here at uh, LMU. Also, in their first games back, uh, Matias Markson and Damian Douglas, both double-digit games. Matias led the Lions in that first game with 19 points, and Damian wasn't too far behind with 16. How nice was it for them to be back, and how nice was it for the team to have them back uh, in such a big capacity? Well, you know, those are two guys that are vital pieces to what we're trying to build and uh, to our season and to our future. Um, you know, so anytime those guys play well, we're going to have a you know, a pretty good chance of winning. I thought both of them did a lot of good things. Uh, offensively, Damian hit a huge three late in that game uh, while we were kind of struggling a, a little bit. Um, and, you know, Matias, uh, there was a stretch where he really carried us uh, when we went inside, and that was a big part of our game plan. So happy for those two guys. And uh, they, they, they played extremely well and uh, allowed us a chance to win the game. It was great to see both of them back. As you said, Damian, very comfortable behind the arc, and Matias working very well both offensively and defensively, which is which is awesome to see for the big man. So I want to move over to talking about Minnesota. Very rarely do you get a chance to play two games back-to-back against the same team in a season. Do you think that's something that would have been possible in a season that wasn't 2020 with all its craziness? No. I mean, that's not what happens. Like we, we wouldn't have played them twice. They wouldn't want to play us twice. We wouldn't have played them twice. You know, we did it because we needed games and someone dropped out of the team. Um, and I, I wanted to test our team. So um, that's why we did that. Before we get into talking about the actual gameplay, how was it traveling during this crazy time with the team? You know, it's usually something that probably would be a logistical feat in itself, moving a whole basketball team across the country. But how was it with all the COVID craziness uh, and everything happening this year? Uh, the airport was not packed at all. Uh, the airplane, everybody had their own load. Everybody was distanced. You know, felt very safe. 
Uh, so, again, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to allow that to happen. Uh, but we were, um, uh, you know, we all felt very safe at them. So you guys wrapped up a doubleheader in Minnesota, and despite the losses, uh, the team did improve a lot between the two games, which I thought was really, really neat to see. Uh, in just two days, you guys seemed to learn from a lot of the mistakes in the first game and apply them to the second game. You know, in game one, Minnesota out-rebounded you guys, and in game two, LMU was the one that came away with, with a 13-board advantage, uh, and really offensive rebounding was, was huge for LMU in that game. On top of that, you guys really did a really good job of shutting down Marcus Carr in both the second half of the first game and the first half of the second game. Uh, Eli Scott was more prolific in game two. You guys turned over the ball less in game two uh, and delayed a lot of that foul trouble till late in the game. You know, what are, what are your major takeaways from, from this doubleheader in Minnesota? Well, for me, losing is never acceptable. And there, there, there's no uh, more victories. Um, you know, I, I felt like game one, there were stretches where we had momentum in the game. And um, we, in the first game, not close out the first half the correct way. And we did not begin the second half the correct way. And down the stretch in the first half, we allowed the best player to score 12 consecutive points. We also turned the ball over 19 times. So think about all that we left on the table. And all that being said, uh, with two minutes ago, to get it back to a 10-point lead with the ball. You know, so... We, I, I felt, shot ourselves in the foot big time the first game. Um, and we let their best player beat us. You know, he, he single-handedly beat us in game one. Uh, primarily in the first half, he had 22. The second game, uh, I thought, was obviously there for the taking. We were up with the ball, up three late. We had a stretch there where we missed five out of six free throws, really to stretch our lead, put it away. And what should have happened in that game is we should have been at the line stretching the lead out, and they should have been fouling. But down the stretch, again, we let Marcus Carr score 21 points in the second half, which kept them in the game. We had silly fouls early, especially that put them – on the bonus, especially in the second half, where they were shooting free throws. And, you know, in the last three minutes or so of the game, we did not have, have the level of execution offensively that you need to close out a game, a high major game, which that was on the road. And everything I just mentioned was really in our control. And I showed our guys that this morning, you know, we went through it. You know, we would be down 54, 50, hit a three, now we're down one, we come back, they score. We go back, we score, they come back, they score. We go up three, and we have a chance to come back and get a stop, we allow them to score. We have to have a killer instinct. And those are the things that we have to learn. And if we can do that, we're going to win a lot of basketball games. But, um, again, I, I loved our effort in, in game three of the season. I thought our guys played 40 minutes in terms of their effort. And had we play, if we play like that and we take care of the ball better, which we had 17 turnovers and we share it on the offensive end, we execute, we're going to be held to deal with. But that's what we have to be. And we can't be a team that now comes back home and it's like, okay, well, we're not playing a team twice. I can let my guard down. We're not good enough for that. 
you know, so I was proud of the way we uh, adjusted and some of the things that we did, but coming close, finishing second, that's, that's not what we're here to do. And I was disappointed because at worst, uh, we should have left that trip one-on-one. Well, like you said there, there was a lot to be proud of in game two. And, you know, I was really impressed with, uh, you know, you've talked a lot about in, in this podcast and in the season, a team's ability to pivot and how important that is. And LMU did seem to pivot in a lot of different aspects, you know, from game one to game two. I think specifically of Kelly Leapepe's play, and we'll talk more about him later. But, you know, he was someone who crucially got in a lot of foul trouble early on in game one and kind of limited that and still used his size to his advantage and drew some really good fouls, but, you know, didn't commit as many uh, and was also versatile. You know, he scored inside, he scored from the three. Uh, how, you know, how important was that for LMU to be able to change on a dime like that? Well, it's important for any team. I mean, you better be able to pivot. And, you know, sometimes you learn a lot more about people after a loss than you do when you win. You know, uh, who are we going to be? Who are we? And what adjustments are we going to make? And, you know, I felt like, you know, we made some good adjustments. I felt like our guys responded and gave the type of effort needed to win a high-level game. But again, that that needs to be who we are, and people need to adjust to how we play. And uh, that hasn't been the case. Well, one thing I noticed as well is LMU did a much better job, actually in in all three games of the season, of scoring uh, points off the bench from non-starters. How important has that been for you guys, and is that something that you have focused on a lot in the offseason and want to carry more into this season as well? Well, I mean, that's important. Any good team has a bench, you know, so we welcome scoring from anybody, you know, but, you know, and Kelly has a lot to do with that, obviously, but it's a big part of it. You know, when we go to our bench, we should be able to stretch leads. Uh, if we have a lead, we should be able to hold it and add to it. So that's a big part. And, you know, we need more production off the bench than Benson just Kelly. I mean, we need other guys to step up, but uh, that's a big component of having a good team. Well, part of that versatility, too, allowed you guys to play a lot more small ball in, in game two as well, where, you know, Matias obviously is a great scorer. He's a great defender, but you guys uh, left him out for a little more in favor of, of Kelly to come in and shine. Was that just due to Kelly's play throughout the week, or did you guys just want to try something different strategically against Minnesota? No, it's a flow of the game. It's tough working. And the guys who are playing the best, we play. You know, so if you're playing the best, we play. And you're not going to just, this isn't like everybody gets a turn. You know, we, we got to win. So whoever gives us the best chance to win is ultimately who's going to be on the floor. And, uh, of course, we need to talk more about Kelly. I, I mentioned before the man, the myth, the mullet. Uh, he, he got a lot of press uh, over the last couple games, uh, one for his play, but also for that mullet. Uh, how neat was that for him to, to kind of see himself, you know, on SportsCenter at, at one point as well? I'll be completely honest with you. That's not a conversation we had. You know, uh, I'm, I'm glad he got that. But like I keep saying, you know, we want to have fun here. Fun is winning. You know, so I would have loved to the attention to come because we won. And people took notice of him. But I really don't have an interest for any of us being on sports center uh, when it has nothing to do with me. I mean, I'm happy for him. It's great for him. Um, but that's certainly not what my attention is on. I can assure you that. 
One of the important comparisons they did draw, though, uh, when he was on SportsCenter was, you know, his play style to Charles Barkley. And I know he's he's mentioned Charles Barkley a lot as an influence, you know, in his play style. And you can see, it, you know, in his size, he uses his size well. He scores really well inside. But, you know, Kelly, as we said, can also shoot the three ball really well. How important do you think that is for, for these guys to, to have someone to look up to and, and idolize, but also to be their own players? That's important. I mean, it's good to have people that you want to pattern your game after and uh, that you study. And Charles Barkley, he's a great one. He's a great player, top 50 player, one of the best players of all time. Uh, kind of undersized power forward. I wish Kelly jumped as high as he did. Uh, but he definitely has Charles' his toughness, his ability to shoot, put on the floor, mismatch. He, Kelly's a winner, man. I, I love having him on the team. Do you think he's emerged as more of a leader on this team as the season's progressed? Well, we're, we're still early, you know, um, so that, that's hard to tell. What he has done is he, he's given us a chance to win, and I like that. Well, we were speaking about pivoting earlier, and I want to come back to that a little bit. Eli Scott, who was a little bit quiet in the, who was very quiet in the first half of Game One, uh, really tried to remedy that and created a lot of opportunities for himself in Game Two. Uh, was there anything specific that you talked about with him in relationship to pivoting and being more prolific early on in the game? Yeah, he's got to be more aggressive. And that's what I've been talking about. You can't have games where he's not attacking. Eli's a very selfless player. He's unselfish. He wants to pass it. But you got he's got to be in attack mode and make the right decisions off that. And if he doesn't, we'll struggle. Uh, so that's the conversation we've had. You know, he's got to look to score. And he's got to be aggressive. And if two, two guys start him, then you make the pass. But, you know, he can't always be thinking pass. He's got to be thinking make the right play. Do you think there's a balance to be struck between facilitating and, and being not necessarily more selfish, but just taking it to the rack himself? Yeah, I mean, there certainly is. You know, for him, he's got he's to look to score and let they come pass. It's hard to go from passing to shooting rather than it's easier to go from shooting to passing. And right now, his mind goes pass, 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 pass. And now you're not assertive enough. So I hope as the season goes, you know, we'll see him really grow that way. Absolutely, and we're definitely looking forward to it. You guys have a game coming up this Friday against Long Beach State, uh, and we're very excited to see the Lions play again at home in Gersten. Coach, are you looking forward to game two at home? I am. I'm excited about it against a very good opponent, well-coached team, in-state team. So, um, you know, we, we obviously practice today. We've got to get after it tomorrow. Uh, these are big days for us leading up to the game. And what's the mindset for the team coming off a tough road trip uh, and heading back home where last time you guys were at home, you did have a good win? Well, the mindset is we got to get better. And the, the things that Minnesota showed us, we got to clean up and we have to improve. And we have to have the same level of urgency we had in the second game against Minnesota, uh, against any other team we're playing against this year. Well, Coach, thank you very much. We really appreciate you taking the time with us this week. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Of course, we'll do it again next week. Lions, thank you for joining us for All Access with Stan Johnson. Join us next week as Coach Johnson continues to take you behind the scenes with the men's basketball program. Until next time, I've been your host, Jonathan Grace. Have a great week, and go Lions.